I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, everyone. I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Sherry, who has a somewhat unconventional but still very remarkable story. Sherry has been a healthy eater for pretty much most of her life. She she grew up in a household where her mother cooked and and cooking was normal to her. She was active and you know, wasn't overweight and was generally eating healthy and due to some circumstances in her family actually had gotten even healthier in her eating habits over the course of her life. So she was in a pretty good place and wasn't particularly interested in losing weight. But she got in a situation where she had some stress in her life. It was it was stressful for her. And to deal with the stress, she took up a yoga practice. And what's really incredible here, and it was shocking to Sherry and it's shocking to me, is that in her yoga practice, she learned some mindful tactics that without actually her trying, translated into mindful eating practices, which is kind of nuts when you think about it. This is not an intentional transfer of, of habits, but the mindfulness sort of seeped in to her eating habits. And the results are absolutely amazing. I mean, she realized that she was eating more, way more than she wanted or needed. She developed a, a taste for even healthier foods than she was already eating, which is crazy because she was already eating pretty healthy. And over the over the past year, she has lost 16 pounds and realized that sort of this is her more natural set point. And she would have never guessed that in a million years. Uh, before this, she, you know, she said she would have been happy had she lost five or 10 pounds, but she wasn't actively trying to. And the mindfulness just took that weight off naturally. So it's pretty impressive, especially if you're somebody, I hear this all the time, if you're somebody who's saying, you know, I eat really healthy, but I still feel like I'm like 10 pounds overweight, or I would like to lose more weight, and, you know, even if it's just for vanity, and I don't, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that. But mindfulness is often not the first thing we think of when it comes to healthfulness and, and, and weight loss, and it actually is a critical component of both. So listen to Sherry's story, listen to how she got here and how it translated, and hopefully you can learn a lot. And just a reminder, if you would like to be on the show, if you are interested in sharing your success story, which I know there's a bunch of you and I would love to hear them, or if you would like to be coached on the show and get some advice from me on how to upgrade your health style, you can go to summertomato.com slash podcast and fill out the application there. So please do that and enjoy the episode with Sherry. Hi, Sherry. How are you today? Doing great, Daria. Nice to hear from you. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your background and how how you came to start working on your health style? Sure. I've always been health conscious my my in, in, entire life. Uh, my mom always made, you know, home-cooked meals and all that good stuff. I didn't really get away from that um, until I was, uh, you know, married and had two kids and for convenience would on occasion um, have something processed or um, go out and get something that maybe wasn't the healthiest option for food. And then to fast forward a long story, my daughter had gotten quite sick 
from food with antibiotics. So we went on this journey of trying to figure out what was going on with her. Um, she's in great health now, and it helped our entire family to really eliminate processed foods completely out of our life. And it's amazing, as you know, and most of your listeners know, um, how much more food you can actually eat and enjoy that is guilt-free, that is just real food. So yeah, we learned a lot from, from that respect. I've always worked out and been active my entire life. So I've managed over uh, the course of the years to implement a, a healthy lifestyle for myself and my family. And I think the the only area I would say was um, la- lacking or maybe that I didn't really focus on as much as I did everything else, like getting adequate sleep and getting my exercise and my steps in and trying to put a healthy meal on the table was the whole notion of the mindful um, eating and mindful lifestyle. I think I grasped it, but it didn't really sink in. And and when I had gotten that email from you about the retreat, the silent retreat that you had attended and what mindfulness meant to you, I immediately emailed you because I wanted to (laughs) scream from the rooftops at that time saying, I get it. Like, I get it. I've experienced it through yoga and I get what everybody's talking about. And if only I knew what that could have eliminated in my life of, you know, stressful eating or the guilt that comes with it. And it's just been, it's been amazing. And it really, I can say now it's almost been a year because I started this back in May. It just gets better. It just gets better. Like, other layers of the onion are peeled and I'm discovering new things that are being added to my life just from being mindful. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. There's so much there. I want to back up a teensy bit and ask you, did you say that your daughter's food problems were linked to antibiotics? Um, Yes. So my daughter from about age five or six, we started noticing she was having certain intolerances and reactions to food. Um, You know, the common triggers that most people might have issues with, the dairy, the soy, gluten. So we began eliminating certain things, having some success and then no success. And then about the time when she was entering uh, college at 19, actually 18, she was really having some issues excessive weight gain, excessive bloating, a lot of stomach issues. And we were eating pretty healthy, just mostly because we had learned to do better, Mm -hmm. but in particular, because we were so concerned about her health. And then we we later discovered that um, after many tests and many, many doctors and frustration, that she had leaky gut syndrome. And we were told um, that it was either caused by excessive antibiotic use when she was a child, which for, for her, that was not the case, or antibiotics in food. Hmm. Yeah. So it was startling. Yeah. Because I, I, I've never heard over, that. Yeah. Over the years, I had bought, you know, as much organic and as much healthy as possible. But I guess a lot of the proteins before really knowing uh, to avoid uh, proteins with antibiotics that have been treated with antibiotics, I, you know, I'm i so sad to say it because I feel like I thought I was going to buy something super healthy, mm-hmm. but had no idea 
that this could happen. And so you you switched to like all like organic or grass fed animals. So we or? were um, we were already almost completely there. But what happened was when we got the diagnosis, the doctor that helped me was very frank and said, quite honestly, I, I we've discovered the diagnosis after extensive labs and some work with uh, my daughter, but I don't know a treatment for it. Hmm. I don't know how to treat your daughter. And my husband had uh, happened to talk to many colleagues, many of which were um, good friends that were doctors, and they had recommended uh, the GAPS diet. I was not familiar with the GAPS diet. And I had, when when we saw each other um, last week, I had mentioned to you that it was basically bone broth. It was broth and it was eliminating everything bad out of her diet. She basically... She did this in her second semester as a freshman in college in a dorm with a mini crock pot because she was so frustrated. I mean, she was getting to the point, Daria, where she was almost afraid to eat. She just kept gaining more weight. I mean, she was, she is barely five feet and a half and she had gained um, nearly 50 pounds. And she will tell you that probably 10 of that was freshman year weight. But the other wasn't, and hmm. so she was desperate. And when you said she, she was, cut out bad food, do you, do you mean just like – I mean, like anything out of a box, she was eating real food. But mm-hmm. again, if she was eating something, say, um, you know, at school, because she didn't have a kitchen at the time, so if she was eating at school, we had no idea if, um, oh, yeah. you know, food was grass-fed, if it was organic, if it had potentially been sprayed with anything. We didn't know any of that at the time. Mm-hmm. And we did the best we could. I mean, I contacted her college, asked if I could, you know, get bring food for them to – we went through a lot with her. But wow. w- what we had learned is when we did the diet religiously. I mean, we followed the diet to the letter and – we made the broth and she did this for three weeks, nothing else. There's nothing else in the broth and the meat and the vegetables that you could have with that diet. And she just started deflating. I mean, you, you know, if someone has seen, um, someone that has broken something or fractured a wrist or something, you get that unbelievable inflammation. Mm -hmm. And that's what her body looked like. Mm. She just looked so inflamed. So we did that. And then you incorporate, uh, you know, an egg into the diet and individual foods. And we were having tremendous success. And she wasn't having these reactions of eating something and having this extreme inflammation all over her face, even her neck, her cheeks, her arms, I mean, everywhere. Not like when people just get bloating to the stomach because they perhaps ate something that didn't sit well with them. Right. It was much more than that for her. Oh, my gosh. So you have been through the ringer and you know what healthy eating looks like. Yeah. I mean, truly, (laughs) truly, truly. So she spent – I mean, she's now healthy, um, almost 23 years old, out of college. It was the best thing that could have happened in hindsight because her health is amazing. We just recently did labs. She's doing fantastic. She eats real food, as much of it as she wants. I had told you she's become this amazing baker (laughs) by using like really quality ingredients, almond flours. And so she's not missing out on anything. She can still have all the foods that she's always loved, but never, ever 
counts a calorie, doesn't even know what that means. She has lost 50 pounds. Oh my gosh. She's just this itty bitty petite person. And when we would look at pictures of her when she was um, young, we saw that it was just so much inflammation that had occurred from food, like the wrong food. So- Wow. Yeah. Well, that is, that's a crazy story. Thank you for sharing that. I hadn't actually heard all the details of that before. Yeah. So we we feel very, very fortunate, very, very fortunate that we got lucky and we had the miracle of chicken soup that helped her get better. Crazy. So, so how, what was the impact then on you? So your journey, you had, you were eating healthy largely because of her, but um, what's more, what was the bigger picture around specifically your relationship with food? I think it was average as far as the American thinking with food and body image in a sense of I was always fairly fit. I've never really been one that was heavy, so to speak, but I would go up and down and fluctuate in in weight by maybe 10 pounds, five pounds. Um, And I I would like most people, you know, oh, let me try Atkins. Let me try this. Let me try paleo. Let me try intermittent fasting. I did all that, never stuck with it because it never really worked. And then when I learned through my daughter that just eating real food, you don't have to. <laughs> you can lose ever, 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have to eat a bar wrapped in, you know, uh, foil that's sitting on a shelf. You can eat, you know, as much as you want. I think what was interesting for me uh, with the mindful eating was when I started eating more mindfully and really understanding what that meant, I actually ended up losing in the, in nearly a year now, about 16 pounds without the intention of losing any, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I wouldn't have been sad if I would have lost five, um, but that's, that wasn't the intention. I wasn't going in with the intention to lose weight at all, actually this time, because I felt healthy. I was getting adequate sleep. I felt like, okay, I got this now. I, I, I'm doing okay. As far as the health front, I started yoga um, back in last May, so nearly a year, and I had noticed um, from my yoga practice that I was in a meditative state of sorts. And I, I also noticed that in certain poses, uh, a lot of stuff comes up during those particular strenuous poses. So they're, they're, they're strenuous poses. Like they're difficult. strenuous. They're difficult in the sense of... Um, they they hurt, but you're not in pain. So you're very focused. Mm-hmm. Your breathing gets you through the pose, so you don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. So you you know you're you're 100 percent present. You, your mind isn't wandering anywhere in the pose. Mm-hmm. And then what I noticed was once you got into the pose, and the one I'm talking about in particular is called pigeon. And I'm not, you know, a big yoga person, so I I don't know. Maybe someone else understands why this happens. But for some reason, in that particular pose, um, when you're finally settled, things would pop up in your head. But there were like single thoughts of maybe something that was due or something that hmm. seemed so irrelevant that you hadn't thought about in a long time. And I had heard the instructor bring that up, actually, and say, you know, if something comes up uh, with your breath, release it and ground it back to the earth. And I thought okay. that's cool. Cool. So I did that. Didn't think anything of it. That's exactly what we do in um, meditation practice as well. 
Oh, so yeah. I just, you know, I, I grounded it back to the earth. Not sure how I did it, but I just followed the instruction. The yoga practice was great, felt wonderful after. And then days later, weeks later, months later, I would find certain habits um, that I had completely changed, like having to make popcorn at night while I'm wrapping up emails, just didn't have the craving for it. Or my three shots of espresso in the morning turned into tea. And then now on occasion, I have maybe one shot espressos like an Americano, but I can't finish it. And I enjoy it, but it's almost like I, I don't need it as much. My daughter had noticed when I was eating dinner that I, I wasn't going for a second plate. Wait, wait, wait. So you were doing yoga and while you're in yoga, you would have thoughts mm-hmm. as you do. And like in meditation, you would learn to like kind of breathe into them and let them go. Exactly. And all these things changed. Yes. So Unconsciously? Here's, yes. Here's my theory because this is where I get super excited. Had I known that I could have just either meditated or practiced yoga or found a way to release what I was holding on that day or the day before, the year before, that I didn't realize was weighing me down, I would have done it instantly because the result of doing that is a mindful presence in everything you do. So, So then I got it because I didn't understand why suddenly, I mean, in, in my household, when I wake up, I am not a morning person. I need my coffee. I need my first shot, second and third, and then we can have a conversation and I'm pleasant and, and, and nice to be around with. But I didn't need that. And I don't know if it's because you just, I mean, I would love to know the science behind so, it, Daria. So, I really so, would. So you're hypothesizing that the thoughts would come up, but as you would release them from your like conscious mind or yes. unconscious mind, I guess, you would actually release the emotion as well. It, I, I I don't know what else it would be. I would imagine it would have to be that because, I mean, it's going to sound so cliche because you really do feel lighter. Like even issues that could occur at work that could have typically set me off in a bad mood didn't bother me as much. Just little things. And and the fact that I would sit there and eat and really, like even today, before I started work, I had a banana. And it was like the best tasting banana. It's a banana, but it's like, even your taste buds are different. Like you're really noticing things, even drinking my coffee. I really get the full experience of smelling the coffee. And I'm guessing it's because I've released whatever I'm holding on to for the day. So I'm not eating the day and just getting through the day by mindlessly shoving food in my mouth or drinking more coffee, thinking I need energy when perhaps I'm just holding on to thoughts that I just don't need. So, wow. I mean, you're really That's just- That's all I can think about. I really, I, I have no idea if my theory is right, but I'm sticking with it for me. Because well, well, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because it's not, what you're saying is not random. Like what you're saying, you're describing mindfulness. Like absolutely, yeah. you're describing the experience of mindfulness. Like when people are trained to eat mindfully, what they do is they- you know, they release their other thoughts, they focus on the present moment, they focus on the food in their mouth instead of other things. And they, across the board, consistently report that food tastes better, that they don't eat as mindlessly, that they eat 
smaller proportions and that they make better decisions about the foods that their body actually wants because they're not just sort of reacting to their emotions, reacting to their environment. But what's so crazy, (laughs) excuse me, I've been like getting over a little seasonal allergy business. (laughs) Your story is that somehow this level of mindfulness that you have been cultivating in yoga class has trickled with like kind of unconsciously into your daily life, which is so cool. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, this was not intended. I was really just choosing yoga at a time. Um, you know, last May was because someone was very sick in our family. One of our parents was very ill and it was stressful. So I was really just looking for something that was more relaxing uh, of a workout, but I had worked out before doing many different types of workouts, but never experienced this. And I'm noticing more like on a weekly, monthly basis, there's just like all these wonderful bonuses that I'm getting from being mindful, but it wasn't to be truthful. I didn't go into this thinking, I'm going to eat this meal mindfully. I'm going to put my fork down. I'm going to chew my food slower. You don't even have those thoughts and steps. It just happens like with such ease. And that's why I was so excited because I really didn't know why I wasn't eating mindfully. Because even though it was healthy food, I would sometimes finish my plate and not even remember eating it. I was thinking, oh, well, it was good, but like, where's the rest of it? I already finished. That doesn't happen now. Yeah, that's so interesting because when well, I started meditating, uh, as you know, and anybody who's been reading Summer Tomato, it's something that has taken me a long time to develop. Yeah. And and it really cultivated it, like, or it really came to a catharsis at the meditation retreat that I did a 10 day silent meditation retreat. And I haven't looked back since then. It's been, it's been fantastic. But the reason I keep doing it, it took years and it was so unpleasant and so hard (laughs) to meditate Mm -hmm. at first. I get that. Yeah. But, um, once I, I started really paying attention to what is different in my life when Mm -hmm. I meditate regularly is that I don't, feel anxiety. And I, you know, I really started to notice that I have anxiety that I didn't even realize I had after the meditation retreat because I was so chill by the end of 10 yeah. days. In this same, week. same here. And so now, so now I can sense if I, you know, if I'm, you know, doing my crazy life and life is stressful, obviously. And if I'm meditating regularly, I can handle it. And yeah. if I'm not, I start noticing that my shoulders clench up, my jaw clenches up. I, I, I don't sleep. And for me, that's the biggest one is because I have trouble. I will, it'll keep me up at night, like my brain essentially. Yeah. yeah just and yelling. this is not, it's crazy. It's because it's, it's kind of like the way you're describing. It's not like I'm consciously like, oh, I'm in my bed. I'm not sleeping well. I'm going to, you know, remind myself to be mindful and fall asleep. It's more, it's more subconscious. It's more yes, like 100%. I just sleep better. Like my brain just knows to how to let go of stuff better. Um, and, I, and, it, and if I stop practicing, it goes away. Yeah, it's all these extra gains. Like it's, it's really unbelievable. And, and now that I've kind of tapped into f- for myself that for me it's yoga that brings that release and helps me stay, you know, pleasantly calm throughout the day, really – you know, mindful and present with everything I'm doing for the most part, at least. 
if I know that there's a stressful week coming, I will target certain poses and try to stay in them a little longer and try to focus on my breath longer. And it has just been amazing. And it's so easy because I didn't know going into it that this would be the benefit I would gain. I mean, truly, I had no idea that this would come about. It just did as a result, I guess, of the meditative state that I was able to get in during yoga. Incredible. And so now you feel like you eat mindfully, yes. fairly effortlessly, yeah, and you eat less. less, and you've lost 16 pounds. Yeah, just about 16 pounds. In a year. And, yeah. And you're, th you're pretty may tiny. Will be, I've never really been necessarily big, but I would definitely be in that five to 10 pound of going, you know, depending if it's Christmas or Thanksgiving, I mean, I would fluctuate. And another thing that was really interesting is I, I the cravings I have for more uh, plant-based foods. Hmm. And I'm Middle Eastern. I mean, we ate every kind of stew and everything had meat in it. And it's not that I don't, I still occasionally crave a steak or even a burger, but I'm finding uh, recently, I'm obsessed with cauliflower rice and ve vegetable Buddha bowls. Like, I'm gravitating towards different foods as well. Hmm. And I thought that was interesting because it's not really what I would typically eat or gravitate towards. But yeah, that's so funny because I was just going to ask you that. Like, you didn't you didn't intentionally change what you were eating. Not at all. <laughs> not not at, all. at all. Not at all. You I just mean, started eating less, and then you started wanting slightly different things. Yeah, started eating less. And then at dinner, I would notice that I, I was eating less of the protein, more of the vegetables, not because it was better for me to be truthful. It's just what I was craving that evening. Work, typically I would bring so many snacks. I mean, now that I kind of look back at what I was bringing to the office, you would think I live here. I don't. I'm only here maybe six or eight hours. <laughs> I was bringing so much food. And now it's like I bring a handful of nuts, maybe one piece of fruit, and it's not that I'm depriving myself at all. I mean, I had, you know, a piece of chocolate cake in the morning with my half a cup of coffee because I wanted to, but I, I don't go back for more. It's like, you don't need it. Like you're really satisfied. This almost sounds like magic. I want to, I know, <laughs> I really, I truthfully, I wish in particular women, I mean, I'm, I know men struggle with this too. And I probably shouldn't say in particular women. I know a lot of people struggle with eating and weight. And I totally get that because I saw the struggle with my daughter for many, many years. And particularly those teenage years and college years, it's, it's a tough place to be at that age. And already with school and, you know, college admission to have to worry about weight is just, it made me sad. So I get it, how difficult it is. But when you find something that just absolutely erases that and makes it go away, I, I really just want to tell everybody because I feel I had to deal with it for so many years of trying to find like quick fix diets or, you know, want to get into a dress for something. And that's just out the window. Like mm. that, that just seems archaic. Like that thinking seems crazy to me right now. Wow. Yeah, so I guess anybody who's been struggling to eat mindfully really should sign up for a yoga class. <laughs> yeah, and do that do that damn pigeon pose. <laughs> I, I don't know what that pose in particular. I it's I've heard now probably three different instructors all say with that pose, and I'm not advanced in yoga, so I that is like more of a relaxation thing. So I'm sure there are many poses that are difficult, but 
they always mention in that particular pose that things, uh, they call it the magic pose actually, and that things might come up and they do like stuff from years past come up that makes zero sense, but you just breathe through it and let it go. Wow. I'm curious, have you, so you've, you've seen the benefits with your food and your relationship to food. How do you feel like your overall anxiety and stress levels are like, is there other benefits outside the food realm? Um, definitely stress level is way better. I, I didn't realize what a stressful person I can be when things don't go well at work. I guess I want everything perfect and, you know, timely and so forth, but I'm definitely, I don't know anyone like that, (laughs) 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 but I deal with things a lot better now. You know, if there's sudden changes or, you know, like I had mentioned once if something happens with the website, I mean, that you know, that's nerve wracking, but I don't know. I just, um, still get upset, but right. it's just different. It's, it's not the end of the world. Like you deal with it better. It's almost like if, if there's a parent that can understand if, if your child knocks over, you know, their juice, you don't freak out about it. You clean it and you tell them it's okay. If you come in and your pets had an accident, you're not screaming at your pet because they had an accident. You're, you're kind. So I'm able to exercise that kindness to myself. Mm-hmm. So that's been very, very nice. Really cool. And how I'm curious how your family has reacted. Have they noted? Like, have they? Have you talked to them about this? Oh and yeah. Have they noticed? Really, or? Everybody has has noticed, and mostly because of my eating habits. Because I'm a foodie. I I like to eat and I love to cook. And they were getting on me for a little bit because I, they thought I was becoming vegetarian, and I really wasn't. I was just gravitating towards those foods. Yeah. I mean, everybody's happy because. I feel really good. They can tell clothes are fitting better, which makes me happier. And the fact that I didn't fight for it this time is a real bonus. I'm like speechless. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is why I emailed you because I truly, from the bottom of my, of my heart, was so excited that I wanted other people to know that it's just like when you hear if someone's eating a bag of chips and before they know it, they finish the entire bag and it's because they didn't even notice they did it. Well, this is kind of the opposite of that Mm -hmm. with me doing something and and releasing it and then noticing that I didn't even need the bag of chips. I didn't, I don't even need anything to fill whatever's going on because if you let go of that, then you really don't have, at least I don't, I, I don't have a craving for those things anymore. I mean, I genuinely do not have a craving for, you know, the, the, the chips or the junks at all, just yeah. occasional sweets and they're pretty healthy. You know, what's really interesting too, is I feel like oftentimes when people talk about experiences like this, like it's coming from somebody who is sort of a yogi or is kind of like you know, Veer's mystical right? <laughs> or like little woo-woo. There's... And you like aren't like that at all. No mystical stuff here. <laughs> no. Like you're not, you're not telling me about no. the universe, like no. arranging things in a no. specific way. Like you're Get just saying. to me in 10 years. We'll yeah, you're like, <laughs> I just wanted to take this yoga class and I have no idea what's happening. But for some reason I stopped eating things that aren't serving my body and yeah. have had these yeah. amazing results and just overall feel better for it. And it's, not only is it not hard, it's like the opposite of hard. Yeah, completely. And I really was doing yoga just it, when I first started, it was temporary. It was because we were dealing with family stress and the health of someone. And 
I just didn't want to go and commit myself to the gym or a long workout. So I was really just using yoga to move my body and, and do something good for my body. But I had no intention of continuing. I was like, I need to get back to my workouts. Like this, this is just to pass the time. Hmm. But it just continued to get better and better and better. So have you reincorporated more traditional workouts or is it just yoga now? No, on occasion, I'll, I'll, I'll get the urge to do Tracy Anderson workouts, which kick my butt. They're, they're pretty strenuous. Is that just like from a tape? The day. It is. It's a like DVD. That. She's intense with her workouts. You definitely feel it and can't walk the next day. But I find that even when I do that, I will do uh, about 10 or 12 minutes of uh, the relaxation yoga and stretches after the workout because I'm addicted to it now. But sometimes I just want something a little bit more intense of a workout. That's so cool. You know, I've I kind of like I've taken yoga, but I'm not into yoga. And everybody assumes I'm going to be into yoga, but I'm just not into yoga. Now you're making me want to try again. It's been a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really, I would, I would do yoga in, in, in years past and I would maybe take a class or two and I would leave feeling great. And I would always tell myself and tell my family, I don't know why I don't do yoga more often. It just feels so great. And then I would go right back on either the Stairmaster or doing weights or doing a class or, you know, something that was a little bit more high, high energy and I could blast some music and I would just never go back to it. Hmm. And it's not that I didn't like it. I liked it, but I guess it wasn't doing what I needed or I felt I needed. So this was complete coincidence and it just ended up escalating into like this complete passion for it, be, truthfully, just because of the results I've gained from it. Amazing. And is there a particular type of yoga that you do? I've been lately um, doing at home a lot of the Tara Styles videos because they're easier to do. She's not necessarily a yogi where it gets difficult or complicated or I need an instructor in case I don't have proper alignment. I don't want to hurt myself. Um, so I've been really enjoying hmm. doing the Tara Styles ones and nice. they could be from 20 minutes or a full hour. Okay. You feel awesome after. Yeah, she does. Um, she works with Fitstar as well, which I used to be an advisor for them. And um, so you could do it. She has workouts on the iPad as well. Yeah, I wanted to do it when I was in New York, but I had that conference to attend. I was pretty bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so thankful to you for sharing your story. I mean, it's really, really inspirational. And it's really cool to hear that something as accessible as yoga on the internet, like everybody has yeah. access to that for the most part, especially for somebody who is struggling with the sort of emotional eating or that sure. sort of thing that something as simple as yoga a couple times a week can have such a dramatic impact on so many parts of your life. I mean, that yeah. is just so cool. I feel so incredibly fortunate. And I really, I try to tell anyone because I just feel like if I can save someone else from, you know, the heartache that kind of goes with the the guilt that you put on yourself with weight and eating mindlessly or trying to do better the next day and having all that just be eliminated from your thoughts. Like there are so many more important things in the world than to have to worry about feeling guilty over food. Like we're so fortunate to have it. So no, I'm, and you can do yoga. If you don't want to do it in a studio, you can, you know, 
do it at home in your sweatpants if you want to. So it's definitely accessible in that sense. That is so cool. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, keep up, keep up the awesomeness. And, and I'm very, want to tell you also that I'm really, really th- just happy for your daughter that she solved thank her, you. her problem because thank you so much. I can't imagine how hard that would be going at her age and going through college. And it's just, I'm so glad for you guys that you got that figured thank out. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.